0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmett.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us.
1: Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 4 is where we're going to be today. In verse 4, verse 3 rather, it says, And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I want you to notice something here. Satan doesn't look at you and say, Boy, man, she's sure been through a lot. Man, he's really gone through a hard time. I better ease up a little bit. No. Satan waits until you are at your end, when your account is overdrawn, when you started your treatments for the cancer, when you were at absolute zero, when you are suffering, when you are in despair, and that's when he launches his most vicious attack. He doesn't care. He's ruthless. He's ruthless. But God is bigger. And we can't be ignorant of Satan's tricks. I don't know if you noticed, but temptation in the Bible begins with food. Have you noticed that? Man, in the Garden of Eden, did God say that you cannot eat? What? We can't eat? <laughs> that's that's the first temptation, they go out into the wilderness, we're going to starve out here, it always tends to be about food, have you noticed this, and Jesus' first temptation, I bet you'd really like some warm bread, man, I don't like that, Jesus looks at these stones, they're brown, they're round, he could easily make, I mean, he made the five loaves and two fish into a a feast for many certainly he could do this certainly that stone could become bread and i could eat it and it would be satisfied what wasn't in this very wilderness in this very spot maybe that god had brought down manna from heaven for them to eat freely and here's jesus who's hungry his flesh is starving it's crying out i'm going to die there, there's a thing about a fast, and I don't know if you've ever fasted, but but they say that when you fast at the beginning, you're ravenous. You can't think straight. You're just like, oh, what's going on? And then after a while, about four days into it, you start to have real clarity. Like, I mean, s- extreme clarity. You don't you're not hunger anymore. And you can go for a long period of time and not be hungry at all. There's people who have fasted, not without water, but without food, for I think the longest is like 180 days. No food, a a very overweight person. And didn't eat anything for a long, long time. But there's a point when your body has eaten all your fat and it starts to eat your muscle and your your heart and everything else. It starts to pull your body apart to, to bring some nourishment to try to keep itself sustained. And when you are hungry after a long fast, that means you're dying. When you start to get hungry, that means your body is starting to break down. And so Jesus gets to that point and it's that point where it's it's like a ravenous hunger and Satan comes to him and he says, do you want your flesh to die? Look, there's stones all around you. If, if you're And the idea is, since you are the son of God, just make some stones bread. Why was that such a sin? Why was this a temptation? Because God had not told him not to fast or to break his fast. And Jesus only did the things that the father told him to do. Jesus looks at these stones, and no doubt he remembers Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. We looked at this on Easter, but it says this, God telling the children of Israel as they're getting ready to go into the promised land, he says, you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way, these 40 years, in the wilderness to humble you and to test you and to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger And fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. It is not the satisfying of our flesh through bread or through food that's going to satisfy our soul. In fact, if we die from starvation, the only thing that can truly bring fulfillment in our life, the only thing that truly can satisfy us, the only thing that brings us into eternal life is to obey God. And man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that God says. So Jesus faces off and wins against the lust of the flesh. This is the same temptation that Eve faced when she saw that the fruit was good for food. Genesis 3.6 She saw it was good for food. It's that, it looks delicious. It looks, it looks satisfying. You know, that's what the enemy does. He wants to hold something out that looks satisfying, but it's not what God wants. And there's God's will and there's our will. Every day. There's God's will and there's our will. And sometimes our will looks so easy, so simple. It's not going to matter. Why should, it, why should I care? But there's God's will. Verse 5, it says, Then the devil, taking him up to a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, Notice notices, All authority I will give to you and, or, yeah, and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Wow. This is a little crazy. What is he talking about? All the, all the world and everything that it has has been delivered to me. What is he talking about there? Isn't the earth the Lord's in the fullness thereof? Of course it is. And so what did God do with the earth? Genesis chapter two, we see the scene where he's putting man and woman in the garden and he says he gives them dominion over the land, over the, over the, the, creeping things on the land, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. He gives them dominion. He says, fill the earth, multiply, and subdue it. It is yours. It's a gift. God created the earth. Man belongs to God, but God gives the earth to man. Then cut to Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve in the garden, the serpent there, has God really said, you shall not eat of all the trees in the garden. Next thing you know, Eve's having a meal, eating them out of house and home. Add a little levity, that was a joke. She gives to her husband, with her he eats. And by submitting themselves to the devil, they become his slaves, and therefore everything that belongs to them, if you become a slave, everything that's yours becomes whose? Your master's. It's been delivered to me, Satan says with a grin. Now, I, I can't even imagine how this would make Jesus feel. I mean, think about this. He created Satan to be what, what we would probably describe as the most beautiful angel. Tells us in Ezekiel chapter 28 that he was perfect in all of his ways. He was beautiful. He had instruments implanted into his body. He was probably some sort of a, a leader of song. We don't know. He was the head, he was the head cherub that covered. He was in charge. Maybe even on the angelic side, possibly even God's number one. But in his heart, it tells us in Isaiah 14 that he wanted to be like the most high. And maybe that was, it was innocent at first. I mean, think about it. How many of you have said, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like the most high. But that became unhealthy when he saw God in, in the dust of the earth being forming this new being this mortal and breathing in him the breath of life and as he came up from the dirt, dirt Satan would look at him and says, wait a minute he looks a lot like the most high created in the image of God and iniquity was found in his heart and through the abundance of his trading, his negotiation with Eve in the garden, he fell and sin entered his heart. It would seem that that was the moment, like right there in the garden, when Satan's envy overtook him, that he fell and then he led Adam and Eve into sin. I'm going to take them. I want them to worship me. What what God has created, what God has created to be his special creation, I'm going to take for myself. I want to be God. I want to be the most high, is what Satan would say to himself. And so he says, I'll give it to you. All these kingdoms, I'll give it to you. Talk about a betrayal. Think about how this would feel to, to Jesus. Here is the angel that he had entrusted so much to, who is now saying, it's all mine. And I'll give it back to you if you want.